This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 183 of the Fight Disciples podcast. As ever, it is a pleasure to be in your company. If this is the first time you've stumbled across us, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button on your iTunes. That's where you can get us, Fight Disciples. You can also get us on all Android as well. Uh, it's very easy to do that by going to our website, fightdisciples.com. Um Little uh, little Normski, his real name's not Normski, isn't it? Real name's Mike, but we call him Norman because he looks a bit like Norman Price from uh, uh, Fireman Sam. He's our producer. Sent me a message this morning that we're available on all different formats now. He's been uh, he's getting he's involved in all different stuff. So if you're on Spotify and various things like that, you can get this podcast anywhere you go. There's no excuse now. So whatever app you've got on your phone, you can get this podcast. Simple as that. So get yourself on there, fightdisciples.com. Everything will be there. And we're also all over social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I've got another uh, bit of beef uh, with Facebook. Um, mainly it's a UFC problem, this, because... I was going to say, that's not a boxing problem. No, it's not a boxing problem. It's a UFC problem. Um, I have had some stuff taken down, which is my stuff, all right? So if you want a full-on... Uh, I'm just going to warn you, at the start of the UFC podcast, there's, there's going to be a full-on rant uh, towards the UFC. Um so, you know, maybe fast forward five minutes just in case you don't want to hear that. Anyway, let's get stuck into a, a wee bit of boxing chat. Uh, before we actually get stuck into the boxing chat, I want to uh, uh, refer to a show that me and Nick went to on Friday night. We were invited by Derry Matthews uh, to go to the MTK Liverpool show at the Green Bank Sports Centre. No, you've not mentioned it. Wow, that was quick. Jeez, you didn't want to just jump on in there where Lomachenko once fought, where I once saw him in 2008. Did you not want to do that? I was saving it, saving myself, building towards it. Right, 2000, I'll tell you the story, right, so you don't bore you to shit later on. Lomachenko, 2008 Championships, European Amateurs, right? This is where he rocked up and dominated the gaff. He, yep. he boxed someone with a jab for one round, then he boxed them southpaw for another round, then he did handstands for another round. There you go, there's the whole story. Lomachenko, Nick seen him at Greenbank Sporting Centre. We were there at the weekend uh, on Friday night uh, for an MTK show, which was a great show, by the way. If you watched the live stream of it, uh, it was a, a fantastic show, but I don't want to talk about the boxing. I'm not. <laughs> we nearly didn't get a fantastic live no, show, did we? I'm not interested in talking about the boxing, right? Because uh, me it was and Nick, good. The boxing was good. The boxing was great. Four fights, great. Sam Maxwell was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it's available um, online if you want to go and have a watch of that show. I'll definitely go and have a look at it. Uh, the, it, it was nearly not available online uh, because our job was to host the show to camera. And at the end of each round, obviously, interview the fighters. At the end of each fight, not each round. At the end of each fight, interview the fighters. All right. Okay. Slip of the tongue. You can't talk because you're going to get it now. <laughs> so at the end of each fight, we entered the ring in order to interview a fighter. Who's up first? Here he is. He's fresh fed. He's ready to go. He's the boy. Walks up the uh, the corner stairs. They, now They're made of metal, by the way. As he's walking up the corner stairs... Uh, to enter the ring, Nicholas Pete here. He is met by, obviously, um, somebody leaving the ring of uh, one of the opponent's yep. um, corners. So they were, there was a Jose cross. Jose Hernandez's corner team were on the way out. So you don't you don't cross on the stairs. Everybody knows that, don't you? So Nick exactly. decided, right, I need to just make a little bit of adjustment here. But the, the ring apron was quite tight. So he decided, oh, there's a table there. I'll stand on that table in order to lever myself onto the other side of uh, the ring apron. <laughs> Now, this table was hosting uh, a number of PCs, a number of technical equipment, 
in order to keep that stream live on the internet for thousands of people watching around the world. All right? Fucking hell, it was like WWE tables, ladders, and chairs match for a second because this, he says he's a light heavyweight bullshit, right? He's a super heavy, he's this fucker here. Went right through it, didn't you, lad? All I heard, I wasn't even paying full attention, I just heard a crunch, a massive crunch. I turned around and he's bloody dangling fruit table. People are grabbing all the PCs because shit's going everywhere. He's that, he's hanging off a rope. He's like Ultimate Warrior. Rope's going all over the place. I was like, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to get in the ring. His foot's halfway through it. He smashed the place to get absolutely to shit, aren't you, son? The pro- I just remember the, the girl, the producer, who was like, you know, take control and all that. What are you doing? She just went screamed and got, and dived to catch her fucking monitor and her PC from before it hit the floor. Mm. It, it, it almost was a disaster before it had begun, wasn't it? It really was. The best thing about it, it was uh, seeing your dad in full floor just terrorise you then for the rest of the <laughs> evening. Just kept coming over and whispering in my ear going, I believe Nick's Miss White. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, mate, he's struggling, he's struggling. I, I spoke to him this morning on the way to the studio as well, and he made some freaking comment about me weight as well this morning. Well, so. well, I actually messaged him on uh, Sunday morning. Now, basically, me and Nick are uh, we're spending more time with each other than we're actually spending with our wives. People are going to start talking. Absolutely. So we've been to a few shows this weekend. We went to the MTK Liverpool show where he obviously went through that table. Saturday, we went down to the UFC London show where we were doing another programme for our other podcast, which is a great show. Make sure you go and listen to it. There's loads of people on there, including Darren Till and Michael Bispin, all right? Go and have a little bit of a nosy at that. Um, but on Sunday morning, we've stayed in a hotel. We've had a few bevies. We got up nice and early Sunday morning because we both thought, let's get back. Let's uh, keep the wives happy. Let's keep the wives happy. Let's go and see the kids and all that type of stuff. So we were up early, mate. We are like getting mm. in, at least in the nine o'clock hour trains, which yep. is early for us. And we, he was going to Liverpool, I was going to Manchester. So the trains were five minutes apart. So I thought, right, see you later, mate. Yeah, sounds sweet as. Now me, being a normal human being, a normal human being, thought, I'll just get myself a coffee. That'll get me warmed up. So I went to go and get myself a coffee and I looked down. I thought, oh, they got some pastries. Do you know, like normal breakfast attire, normal breakfast food. So I thought, I'll get myself a croissant. That'll do. Oh, pan of chocolat. Go on, I'll splash out. It's Sunday morning. So I got myself two pastries and a coffee, Right. As I'm getting these pastries and a coffee, I look over to his platform as he's steaming down to try and catch his train. I thought, fucking hell, why is he running there? Because obviously, yeah, Nick from Liverpool decided to go and get himself a couple of pasties, didn't he? (laughs) At nine o'clock in the morning, two beef and onion pasties for his breakfast. No wonder you're fucking going through the tables and missing weight, lad, if that's your diet. (laughs) Go have a pasty in the morning, especially when you've got a bit of a big head. We were on tequila and... So many beers the night before, yeah. so it made sense just to drop a couple of pasties. Just get yourself a bacon butty or something like that. There was, there's all sorts no. of little restaurants in Houston Station where you can get yourself some proper breakfast tackle. I don't, no, I don't I'll get fancy, to Greg's. Let fancy me... London breakfast. It was the the old Cornish pasty shop, so you know it's a decent one. It wasn't Greg's. Cost yeah, me yeah. about fucking nine quid for the yeah, two yeah. pasties. So, but yeah, you, you're probably right because just flashing back to Friday night. Mm. Um, after we'd finished the show, we you know we finishes it all up and everyone's going great, you know, nice job guys. Yeah, see you later. I'm saying goodbye and everything else. I was walking back towards the broke the scene of the crime, basically the fucking <laughs> smashed table because I thought better go over and just say, I'm sorry, I've smashed your table. You know, uh, all the best. See you later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and as I got within like walking distance, the techie guy had turned up to help the girl deconstruct the the whole set. Yeah. And she, he's chatting to her, and he, I can see him pointing at the table as if to go, what the fuck's happened here. 
And I just, <laughs> just <laughs> she said, she turned to him and just, obviously she didn't see me approaching, but she just went, oh, some big twat went right through it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my, so as I got, I got there just, just as she's the big twat. That's the new nickname. Describing me as the big twat, I got there. So I just tapped him on the shoulder, he looked around and went, I mate, yeah, I'm the big twat who went through the table. I just want to apologise. And the poor girl's face, she just went bright red. And I was like, don't worry about it, you know. We had a disaster actually on Friday night. The show was brilliant. The show was really good. So you've gone through a table. I nearly got thrown out by British Boxing Board of Control, yeah, you didn't did, I? Yeah. They weren't happy with you at all. No, no, no. That legally, you're not supposed to go in the ring. If you watch telly, the, the reason yeah. why Sky do all their uh, interviews on, on the, the side of the apron. on the apron and stuff like that is because you're not supposed to be in the ring. No, um, it's only uh, licensed people. Let's I think it's say. because five fans and obviously. MTK run the show on Friday. They've seen how it's done in America. It's different in America. They, they, they allow the likes of Howard Letterman and stuff like that, and they allow them into the ring to do the, to do the post-fight interviews. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the British Boxing Board of Control don't allow that. No. So MTK guys, no, no, we want it. Get in the fucking ring. So we're like, okay, it's your show. We're just hired help. Let's get in there. That's it. So we did two fights in, didn't we? And then the board, the guy, and he fucking, fucking throttled you. And I'd say something. He's a big lad as well. He's a proper juice head, him, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> a unit, like, he is a unit. <laughs> He's a nice lad, him. He's worked for the board for years. I won't name drop, but anyone that knows people who work for the board know that. When I describe him as the big Jew said, ex-military man, Pff, no wonder you back down. No wonder you were like, listen, mate, I'm just doing what I'm told no, to do. Normally, I fucking kick off, but I just went, uh, they've just, I don't give a fuck what they did. This is what his language yeah. was. He said, I don't give a fuck what they've said. I'm in control here. You don't get in that ring. I went, okay. <laughs> he was absolutely massive, the fella. Yep. So I nearly got turfed out. You nearly went to hospital. Proper do. Proper. That's a fight. That's what you get when the fight disciples walk fight disciples show, baby. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Just on that before we move on, no. It was a cracking it was a cracking little Sam show. Sam Maxwell was wicked. Sam Maxwell obviously blew the kid away in the first round. Sam Maxwell now torpedoes to the Carl Frampton card and he's mm. definitely one to look out for. I think he's twenty eight or twenty nine, Sam, so they're gonna move along quick. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a, a super lightweight shot, pretty a super welterweight shot. Uh, no, super lightweight, sorry, yeah, light welter. Shot pretty soon. Sort of little performance by Jed Carroll. Big Alex Dickinson, the heavyweight, yeah, showed great. a bit of vulnerability, but yeah. ultimately come through it. And then Ryan Farag got fucking tagged in the fifth round after coasting after cruising. the first four and was holding on like grim death. At one point, Derry Matthews was in his corner, was going, take it me, take it me. But he, he come through the six rounds. He, he deserved to get the decision on the scorecards and hopefully the Europe, former European Championship. Uh, Paul, my European champion, moves forward. But mm. yeah, man, it was a good night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great it. night. Great night. Uh, sticking with the boxing vibe that's uh, been happening over the weekend, we've got obviously a lot to preview today, but sticking with the vibe over the weekend, uh, me and Nick, he just mentioned tequila and beers. Uh, there was a laptop involved as well on Saturday night because we were watching Michael Conlon. Nothing mucky, just in case my wife's listening. There was nothing mucky on there. Uh, we were watching Michael, Michael Conlon via uh, the laptop in the hotel bar, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, and you, it's, it's quite amusing when... Uh, Somebody does finish via a body shot. Whenever someone chucks in a wicked body shot, Nick literally pulls his pants down and starts knocking one out in front of me, which is a little bit awkward. You know what I mean? Since there were a bar in full. a public bar, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Uh, but he did the business once again, Michael. I really want to see him step up in class now. You know? Yeah, we talked about it on last week's show, and by then he didn't have an opponent announced. Um, obviously, they, they they announced David Berner uh, with a couple of days to go. On paper, you know, a guy with a. Uh, Hungarian kid with a, a 15 and two record with 14 knockouts. You think, yeah, it's that. This is the right type of opponent at the right time. Um, but he just completely and utterly gets blown away with Michael Conlon's body shot, and then obviously you look down his record. The kid is uh, he's always lost on the road. Um, 
he's built up a solid record as a bit of a club fighter in Hungary. Um, it, it, it really didn't measure up. I think Michael Conlon, like the rest of Adam Booth's, you know, uh, as turns, if you like, the, the lads he's got in the stable. His stable, yeah. Um, he's ready to that for that quick step, do you know what I mean, for that quick move up. Yeah. Josh Kelly now, you know, likes a Josh Taylor as well, you know, over at uh, Cyclone. They, they're putting him in with former world champions, legit guys. I feel like Michael Conlon's kind of in a, in a similar boat. Um, mm. You know, he's 26, he's not 22. Um, you That's know, good math, well done. Exactly. So <laughs> he's ready to go, do you know what I mean? He's ready to be moved on. Mm. Um I just think they, they do it slightly different in the US, don't they? Top rank do it slightly differently, and um, I think it might take a little bit longer. But I think Adam Booth, they really need to start stepping up. And NTK, you know, they, they, they're his management team. They really need to step in now and say, come on, mm. let's get this kid a meaningful fight. Because again, we talked about it with Josh Kelly. The reason they're moving him forward so quick is he's that good mm. that he'll get bored otherwise. And I fear Michael Conlon might start taking things a little bit for granted if he's not tested inside the ring. By far and away, his training, his sparring is on a completely different level from the, this kid at the weekend. So there's no point dropping back down so far when you've got the ability and the appeal that Michael Connell has. Bear in mind at the weekend, you know, there's a world title fight on that card. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the world title fight was followed by Michael Conlon. And yes, I know it was St. Patrick's Day and the whole line in New York. But if a world title fight headliner is being o- overshadowed by, by a, a, kid, yeah. a five or six fight novice... Mm. Regardless of it being St. Patrick's Day, the message is get your fucking novice into a title fight and watch how big it goes then. Mm, absolutely. Uh, well done, Jose Ramirez, by the way. He became the uh, WBC champion at the uh, at the weekend uh, by beating Imam. Um, before I get to that, I just want to uh, quickly flick back over to uh, the Haymaker card because a lot of people listening to this will have probably watched that uh, at the week. What are you playing face at? Why are you playing face? I've seen uh, the best tweet about that Haymaker card on Friday. I've seen was... Um, who was it? I'm trying to think who it was. I'll, I'll, it'll come back to me, but the the, the message said something like, um, this white-collar boxing's getting really good. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they've got a deal on Channel 5 now. Fuck. So that tells you how good that card was. Mm. I, to be honest, obviously I never went back and watched the whole card because you know I've got better things to do with my life. Um, but I did flick and see the two finishes because I wanted to see um, Matty Askin, Steve Simmons, because I, I thought that was a pretty good fight on paper. Great finish fight, Matty Askin with a body shot. Oh yes, second round against Simmons, who was pouring forward. Good, whatever you know, whoever came up with the game plan in Matty Askin's corner, they nailed it. They knew Simmons steams forward. They were picking him off with uppercuts, and then when the time was right, he dropped him with a body shot and dropped him hard for that second round finish. Joe Joyce, I'd love to be getting as, as excited about Joe Joyce as we are as of the likes of. Daniel Dubois or, you know, um, Anthony Yard and stuff like that. But unfortunately, until Joy Juice gets in there with somebody that actually wants to be in there with him, mm. it's impossible to fucking know what how, what his ability is like. This Donnie Palmer, on paper, he's a ten, he's, he's ten, nine and one or something. He's had like 10 fights and only lost once. But honestly, I watched the replay back because you can watch the full fight on, on your phone because it's probably about 30 seconds long. But this Donnie Palmer... Joe Joyce lands a fucking jab and he shits himself. He's like a complete not. He looks like a complete and utter novice mm. that's never been punched in the face before. Joe punched him in the face and his, and his whole body like kind of fl- reacted. Mm. And it wasn't because of Joe Joyce's power. It's because the guy isn't used to taking punches. Like, I don't know what his background is, but I tell you now, he ain't no professional boxer. And he walked into his, the first right hand that Joe Joyce threw. And he fucking took his head off. So, again, I can't get excited about Joe Joyce. I certainly can't get excited about Haymaker Promotions cards because they're not worth, they're not worth the salt. Well, 
I've seen loads of bits going around on YouTube of uh, David Hayes interviews. That, well, I say interviews. He fucking dominates the whole show, doesn't he? But you know what I mean? The uh, interviews that he's given off the back of the Joe Joyce uh, performance. And he's been telling reporters that as co-promoter, I love it. this, as co-promoter to the Hey Bellew card, mm-hmm. uh, Hey Bellew 2 card this is, uh, he has to walk out any fight that's on that undercard, all right? And he's not going to let Derek Chisora fight Carlos Tucker, which is hotly rumoured that that will happen. Um, or anyone else except Joe Joyce on May the 5th. So he's trying to get Joe Joyce in with Carlos Tackham, is what he's trying to do. Fair enough. Okay, great. I, that, listen, I ain't arguing with David A on that one. I, I, I'm all for it. Joe mm. Joyce needs a fight like that for me to be have any interest whatsoever in Joe Joyce. Yeah. And if he's willing to put him in with Carlos Tackham, man, fucking all the credit to him. Let's see it. Let's do it. Mm, absolutely. absolutely. No, absolutely, mate. Uh, just regarding... Um, the win for Jose Ramirez at the weekend, yeah? So he becomes the WBC champion at yep. uh, at Super Lightweight. I saw some rumours knocking about, and I've <laughs> done a bit of digging to see if I can get some verification. And there's a lot of noise now from reputable sources that the World Boxing Super Series are going to look at Super Lightweight. There's other there's, there's certain weight divisions that fall flat because the, the champions are dominated by... Uh, guys that are, have American TV deals. That's where yeah. it's going to start to fall down is the World Boxing Super Series. So they're looking at super lightweight, right? Because Mikey Garcia is... A free agent. Yeah. Right. I'm going to give you the shortlist that I've been sent. You okay. ready? Yeah. Check this out, right? For the World Boxing Super Series, super lightweight, if they announce this and if they go with this and they can get some lads signed up. Okay. IBF champion, Mikey Garcia. Yeah. WBC champion, Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Kirill Relic is the WBA champion. The winner of Terry Flanagan versus Maurice Hooker at WBO. Okay. Adrian Bronner, Sergey Lipinitz, Regis Pogres, who's the interim champion WBC, Josh Taylor. Fucking hell. Fancy that? Yeah, Lipinitz won't get in. Okay. Because Lipinitz has just been has just been beaten by Mikey Garcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anybody that's already fought someone in the in the in the rank list isn't going to get in. I'll okay. tell you that right now. So someone like maybe Anthony Yidjit or uh, I'm in's already fought Mikey Garcia, Victor Postal. Terry maybe. Flanagan's got a good chance of getting in. Josh Taylor's got a great chance of getting in. Hmm, interesting. There you go. That's the rumour anyway. And just on the World Boxing Super Series, I'm taking my hat off to you. Congratulations uh, for naming uh, Maris Bredis as the uh, the understudy to the Cruiserweight final. So if any one of those uh, big boys in Usyk and Garcia drop out of that final, uh, Bredis is being paired to train. He will be uh, keeping himself in top nick, ready to yep. step in at the last minute just in case someone misses weight or something like that. And um, We could get Usyk Bredis too, which makes, was a fantastic knock. Yep. Or we could get uh, Bredis versus Garcia, which will be equally as good. That is top class from uh, the Sowlands. Yeah, makes absolute sense, doesn't it? Because the fight with uh, Usyk was such a good fight. Mm. So no one's going to be no one's going to be disappointed if we see a second one of those. Yeah, do you want to laugh? Have you, se- have you seen them YouTubers? Which ones now? Well, we had G five or whatever his name is. G <laughs> five. We had them YouTubers have a bit of a knock, didn't we? At the copper box, fucking bit of a knock. They sold the place out, man. They sold the gaff out. <clears throat> they, I think they did. They broke all internet, proper white streaming collar streaming and yeah, all that yeah. type of stuff. Proper white collar, and they broke, sold it out. Yeah, absolutely crackers. And there's a kid on there called KSI. That's it. That was the kid that won, wasn't it? He beat this other lad, right? Who I don't know too much about. Anyway, he fancies himself now. There's this KSI. He made a video with Badu Jack. He went sparring with Badu Jack in the Mayweather gym. Badu Jack sorted him out with a body shot. Absolutely, no shit. Absolutely crucified him. <laughs> no shit. Uh, but off the back of it, right, the reason why he was making that video is because he was in America to make a deal 
with another YouTuber by the name of Logan Paul. He's the kid that uh, went to the Japanese woods and, and videoed found that body. dead body. Yeah, yeah. So he and this Logan Paul have done a deal, right? A two fight. This is brilliant. A two fight deal. Bear in mind. Joshua and Wilder haven't even been able to make a deal, but yet these two kids can just rock up and say, right, let's go make a deal, right? So here we go. We've got a deal made. And the rumour is, uh, well, the first, the rumour isn't, it's not a rumour, it's happening. August 25th, so nearly nearly a year to the day of Mayweather-McGregor, right? (laughs) Boxing's going crackers, right? So August 25th. Whoa, 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 this ain't boxing. Mate, look, it is, right? Boxing. It, It is. Oh, mate. It's fucking nonsense. They're upgrading. They've gone from the copper box to the arena in Manchester. They've hired the fucker out. Jesus Christ. August 25th, the largest European indoor arena. Two kids from YouTube are going to have a boxing match. It's insane. Isn't that mad? It's fucking bonkers. It's going to be available on YouTube pay-per-view. Fucking hell. Fucking hell, they are getting weird in these kids, aren't they? Yeah, I, wanna... I blame Ricky Gervais and Grant Boovey because they started all this bullshit. Right, I'm going to uh, give you... <laughs> Do you remember that fight? <laughs> Two-fight deal. UK event to be run... Oh, forget that bit. I'm not interested in who's running the fucking event. Oh, uh, Manchester Arena, 25th of August. That's when it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 100% of net profits from ticket sales from the UK event will be retained by KSI. So it's a 100-0 split. Fucking hell. A hundred zero splits of this fucking Logan Paul's taking that uh, gig. However, the rematch is a hundred zero split in his favour. Of course. Right? So that's where he makes his dough over in the States. Yeah. However, right, uh, KSI and this Logan uh, Paul fella uh, have the right to opt out of the rematch within 90 days of the 25th of August. Okay? Now, in the event of him, uh, if KSI events to, uh, decides to chop it, then he has to split the UK profits 50-50. 50-50. And if uh, Logan Paul decides to opt out, he walks away from uh, any other door. The other geezer just keeps his 100%. Wow. So it's kind of in KSI's favour then, isn't it, really? Look at that, eh? It's, uh, you know what? Which gets me thinking. Seeing as that we're a multi-award winning podcast, let's do it, man. Can you get down to my weight? What, do you want me to fight you? Well, listen, if we're making that type of fucking dough, I'll have a piece of that pie. Yeah, we'll I'll go fucking do that all day. Yeah, but you need I'm to get... To do listen, I've seen your fucking diet, mate. You can't have them pasties if you're going to be... Is, what are you walking around there? Uh, 1.30. <laughs> nah, it's <at> my egg. <laughs> Probably around about 200. Maybe 190, 200. Can you get down? You can get oh, down. Fuck off. I'm, the, I'm about 190, Oh, you egg, man. You're about 250, 260. <laughs> fuck off. Get to France. Get out of town. <laughs> I'll do it at like fourteen five if you want. Yeah, Four, I can't. Do you want me to eat up to fourteen five? <laughs> I can't get down. What are you about? Tw- about thirteen? About twelve and a half? Thirteen. Thirteen. Bang on. Yeah. I can't get down to that. No. Those days have gone. Gone. I can do fourteen. I'll give you. A, give me a stone. You want me to give you a stone? I'll tell you what then. I'll give you a stone in weight if it's a hundred percent split to me zero. <laughs> I think you're going to say, I'll give you a stone and wait if it's 100% fat. Like a, like a pork scratching. <laughs> if that extra stone's just pure fat, then you can have it. All right, I'll do a 90-10 split and you can have a stone on me. All right? <laughs> Done. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. I'll have a word with Derry. We'll, get it, what, we'll do, do it on an MTK card. You can go through. We'll do a tables, ladders and chair match. <laughs> we'll fuck it. You're, just to make you feel at home. Let's we'll do, do it. Let's do a 50-50 and I'll just jab for one for the first round. But second round, we go MMA rules. <laughs> My takedown defence is shit. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to more serious shit. 
In, in fact, no, let's not get on to more serious shit. Have you seen that other rumour regarding Canelo, by the way? Obviously, last week we were talking about uh, Meatgate mm-hmm. and all that bullshit around it. Now, we know that he's fighting Triple G May the 5th. He's been uh, summoned to uh, a hearing, actually, against the, I think it's the Nevada State Commission. Yeah. They'll probably fucking just slap him off because they're shite anyway. Absolutely. Anyway, right? So he's fighting May the 5th. There's a rumour going round, and I think it's come out of the Gona Boy camp, that he's going to be fighting again in September, regardless of what happens in the in the Triple G fight. Yeah. Now, if he is fighting in September and he's won the Triple G fight, he will be, uh, well, he'll hold three of the belts. Billy Joe Saunders is holding the other one. Yeah. So the obvious would be, right, let's do it with Billy Joe Saunders. Let's do it, yeah? No, but even that, why have they announced... Of all the fucking fights, why have they announced Spike O'Sullivan? Spike O'Sullivan. Where's that come from? Spike O'Sullivan. I know, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Spike O'Sullivan got his heart handed to him by Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah, no, exactly. It's weird. What's it's, it's coming off a win over um, Nick Quigley. Yeah, yeah. How? How is that How is that even happening? I don't, I don't understand how they can announce it this far out, though, as well. Like, like, is that supposed to wet our appetite and go, oh, fucking hell? Yeah, yeah. I just don't get it at all. It's like... I'm going into the Champions League final, and after this, you're going to see me play in the, you know, the second conference. division. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, if Canelo beats Triple G, I don't, I don't want him to. Neither, well, I certainly don't want him to now because he, one, he's a drug sheet, and two, he's fucking his first defense going to be against Spike O'Sullivan. If he beat, if he, whoever wins this fight, I want to see them fight Billy Joe. Yeah. That's it. That's legacy shit. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what the Spike O'Sullivan thing's all about. I don't know. What the fuck is going on there? It's crazy. Mm. Crazy. Maybe they're just taking a little bit of uh, inspiration from the YouTube lads. Maybe uh, that's what well, it is. Maybe so, yeah. Is it signed up for like Mexico City or something, is it? And I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll I don't know where it is, early. but it's September, yeah. Nonsense. Anyway, this weekend, uh, we rock on down to the O2 Arena in London uh, for a proper grudge match. I wouldn't say this is, this, this is a classic boxing contest by any stretch of the imagination yeah it's a fight you know what I mean it's, it's basically a street fight in the boxing ring under rules is what it is uh, between Dillian White and Lucas Brown uh, two men that we've got very strong opinions of I've spent a bit of time actually in the company of uh, Dillian White and I'm softening towards him uh, actually uh, but this fight at the weekend's got proper needle in it. And do you know something? I love it when it's got proper needle in it. I don't want handshakes. I don't want people kissing and cuddling each other before the fight. I want no. them fucking calling each other's mums out and all that type of shit. Uh, and these two seems to uh, seem to be going it. I missed the um, the uh, face-off, the gloves are off thing that Johnny Nelson did um, on the TV. So I'll have to watch that on catch-up. So I don't have any real comment on that at this moment in time. Uh, but I'm actually looking forward to this. Even though it's it's technically not brilliant, I think it's going to be a proper war. For example, when we went to Manchester to watch uh, Joshua Molina, the highlight of my night and the highlight of my whole year that year was watching Dillian White and Derek Chisora whack seven bells of shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, and I think we could get something similar uh, on Saturday night. Absolutely. I think Dillian White always fights better when there's a bit of bit of venom involved. And I think... Um, and when the other guy's coming forward rather than yeah, on the back, on the back like, knock. Yeah, like Hellenius. Uh, I think Lucas Brown... Only knows one way to fight. It's just a fucking. It basically, we, we laugh about it all the time. But Lucas Brown actually is a doorman. <laughs> he actually is just a, a doorman that got good at knocking people out on the doors and thought, you know what? I'll give boxing a try. Well, he actually thought, I'll give MMA a try off it. Yeah, he did. And he did pretty well in MMA at an Australasian level. Then he ran into someone called Daniel Cormier, which he was the current UFC light heavyweight champion who's about to move up and fight for the UFC heavyweight championship. And he got a bit of a, a bit of a reality check in MMA, and he went right. You know what? All my wins in MMA are with my hands. I can't kick, and I've got no wrestling. So fuck it. I want to try boxing. Yeah. And that is how Lucas Brown got into boxing. And that was 
a decade ago. Yeah. And now he's, he's 25 30, and 0. He's former, 30, he's 38. Yeah, he's the, exactly. So this is it for him. He's the, he's the former WBA champion. What? Obviously, stop. WBA fucking regular, regular champion. Don't fucking drop that on here. So drug cheat. He beat a drug cheat that, and became a drug cheat. He's now fighting a drug cheat in Dillian White. Let's get that out the way as well. Yeah. You know, both these guys have been busted. Brown twice, Dillian once, but Dillian, I think his suspension was fucking way longer than Brown's. Yeah. So both these guys are anything but clean. But it is what this is the heavyweight division in the modern day, unfortunately. Um, I, I think it's a good tear-up because Lucas Brown, again, he only knows one way to fight. He's not a technical at all. I think Dillian White's by far a better boxer. But Dillian White, as we know, loves to have a tear-up. Yeah. So boxing will probably go out the window. I expect Dillian White to win and to win comfortably on points. I would love to see a knockout. Do you knockout. think points? Do you I think he'll probably points? go the distance. Yeah. Lucas Brown never been stopped. He's never lost. There's no blueprint to beat him. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Plus, at 38 years of age, he's as brave as they come. Um, and yeah, but so's Dill. Dill, Dill. So it's Dillian. That's why I'm saying it's going to go the distance. Right. Okay. Uh, I think Dillian White wins comfortable though. And he, but I think both of them might get rocked. I'd love to see both of them climb up off the floor. Yeah. I'd love to see another classic, to be honest with you. Um, do I want either this, these guys to go on and become heavyweight champion of the world? Not really. Not when you've well, failed the, the thing drug is, test. Mate, the thing is, whoever wins this is going to be uh, first in line for uh, Deontay Wilder. Well, exactly, because this is the WBC silver belt. So, yeah. and, I, and I think for all the noise that people are making for Wilder versus AJ next, I truly believe that one of these guys will fight Wilder next. And AJ will probably fight someone like Jared Big Baby Miller or something like that yeah. in the US before we get a AJ a showdown at the end of the year or maybe it's the start of next year 2018 or whatever yeah 2019, 2019. there you go son that's, yeah. that's them pasties that's what that is um, now that, that contest in itself has got me um, fixated on it I'm excited about it but I'm more excited about a couple of knocks that are on the undercard I'm going to go to the Lewis Ritson fight first alright Lewis Ritson has absolutely just shot to fame really over the last uh, two fights that he's had. Obviously, I've seen him twice now in Manchester. Now he's down at the O2 uh, this weekend, taking on Scotty Cardle, who, let's be honest, Scotty Cardle over the last year to two years has been poor, very, very poor. I mean, I was a big fan of Scotty Cardle's until he ran into Masha, and Masha gave him all sorts of trouble. Yep. All sorts of trouble. I mean, you're absolutely stonewall that Masha won that first fight. Um, and a lot of people are in your camp agreeing with you on that. And since yeah. then, he's not really recovered, Scotty. Every time I've watched him, he's like, look, sluggish. It's not just that. It's not just happening at all for him. Whereas Ritson's just like, I'm here. I'm the fucking mayor man here in this country, and I'll smash anything in, in front of me. And fair play to him uh, defending his uh, British uh, title against the former British champion. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? This is this is it for me for for Scotty Cardle. Unfortunately, I think he's gonna he's gonna get a real culture shock against Lewis Ritson because you're right. I think Lewis Ritson is beyond this British title level already. From what we've seen from the kids, got heavy hands, throws punches in bunches, and he punches holes through people. And I think. And Cardle, when he sniffs blood, man, he, he's, he's a finisher. Isn't he? He's an absolute finisher, yeah. And he's you know he he shines on the road as he proves last time out. He's reveling now, being signed up by matchroom and the opportunities and the, you know the whole of Newcastle and, and the North East should be getting behind this guy because he's an absolute superstar um, I think you're right about Cardle I, I've never been a huge fan of Scotty Cardle to be honest with you he, he's a nice kid and everything else but stylistically I, I've never really mm. appreciated him in the boxing ring I think this is very much his level uh, British title level um, again just to go back to the, the Sean Dodd fight uh, that was in Liverpool at the Echo Arena it was 
again, one just add it to the long list of Terry O'Connor being the shittest referee in British boxing. Um, Masha was miles ahead on everyone's scorecards except his, apparently, and the fight was stopped in the 12th round, which is it was a, a, an absolute sham. Um, they rematched straight away, and that fight was scored as a draw. Again, I thought Masha Dodd did more than enough to win that fight. Um, He's come back. He's had a couple of wins since Cardle, but he's also had a loss since he, he lost the game to Robbie Barrett. Um, he lost the strong decision there. So he's back in British title class again, but I think he's going to get again. I just think Ritson, all those guys I've just mentioned, are very much the domestic class. I think Ritson mm. is way and beyond domestic class. And I think it's going to be, a, a you know, I'll be lucky if Cardle gets through four or five rounds. Mm. Uh, another British title that's on there that we're excited about. Uh, we were excited about it the first time round, and then obviously health issues and various things like that started to play fruition. Frank Bullioni beat Jose Burton in emphatic style. Jose Burton Great. boxed his ears off, absolutely did a job on him. This that was on the same card, by the way, as the uh, Chisora, uh, uh, yeah, Chisora White card yeah. back in uh, Manchester at the back end of uh, last year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Frank Bullione pulls off an absolute worldie of a Hollywood shot in the last round to become British champion. Uh, and now he's got a real test on his hands in Callum Johnson on paper, right? Because Callum Johnson, when this fight was originally made, I thought Callum Johnson's got him all day long. He's a better boxer. He's more, he's just better, just better in all departments. However, the first fight fell off because Callum Johnson had health issues and therefore uh, he couldn't make the fight and he's had to go away and recoup. I'm hearing things that uh, he's not. Um, all the time, seven days a week, let's say, in the gym with uh, Joe at the, at, uh, up in Bolton. He does a bit on his own elsewhere and then comes back into the gym. So I'm a little bit like, my mind's been changed a little bit because, like I said, six months ago when this was originally made, I, I said, Colin Johnson will smash this kid to pieces all day long and become British champion. Now I'm not so sure. I'm really interested in this because I think this is a proper 50-50 knock. Yeah, I think it is. I think you're right. I think... Uh, Bullioni's gone from strength to strength yeah, a little has. bit. And Surprisingly, because I look at Frank sometimes and I think, he's not all that. No. But he's got the heart. Of, he's got massive bollocks. He has. Play it with. Absolutely. I didn't think he was big enough to do light heavy, to be honest with you. I think yeah. he got, he, he lost to Shudanov and there's fucking certainly no shame in losing the world title fight to Shudanov, who's as tough as they come. Um, but then he re- he came back as a light heavy and I thought, it's just it smells a bit of desperation. He's not the biggest light heavyweight out there. But he's done the business and I think this will be his third defence of the British belt. So he gets to keep the Lonsdale belt, I believe, if he if he comes through this fight. So um, Callum Johnson on paper, I think just because of his amateur pedigree and everything else, and obviously he's an undefeated fighter, um, I, I think I'm still going to side with Callum yeah. Johnson on, yeah, yeah. The, on the night. But that's more because I, I always can't seem to side against Frank Buglioni, <laughs> which isn't kind of fair because he's, he's proved me wrong yeah, yeah. time and time yeah, yeah. again. Um, but I just think... While Frank's been in with better opposition, I think that's 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 safe to say. I just think Callum Johnson brings that brings that reputation of being an undefeated fighter um, and that confidence that comes with it inside the ring. If you know, you sounds like you know a little bit more than me. If Callum Johnson's anything but a hundred percent, he'll lose this fight. Mm. But I think if they both turn up at a hundred percent, I accept I expect Callum Johnson to win this fight on points and make off with the British belt. What a what a division though, mate! Like heavyweight division. I mean, one of obviously Callum stable mates in uh, Jose Burton. I'm a massive fan of his. I think he's technically better. I think he's a brilliant boxer, um, but other lads maybe have a little bit more power than him, let's just say, in this particular division. You've got the tried and untested uh, Anthony Yard. I mean, you know how much of a fan of him I am. I think he's explosive, he's aggressive, he's got everything that I absolutely love in boxers, but who's he for? Yep. You know what I mean? And if he went in with someone like a Jose Burton, would he get his ears boxed off? Very similar to what Frank did in that particular fight when Frank found that 
uh, that Hollywood uh, shot. And then, of course, our favourite out of the whole lot who's only had a couple of knocks, Josh Bawatsi. Is he the best of the bloody lot? The British light heavyweight scene, mate, is fucking tidy and it's, it's in great shape because, no disrespect to Frank, all of them are young boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we get to see Buatti next week, or the week after, of course, on the AJ undercard. I wouldn't be surprised if, regardless of who comes out of this, Buatti starts making noises because that's another kid to come back to these young lads who we want to see moved along quick. Buatti looks like the fucking best of a lot of them um, so far, so I wouldn't be surprised, especially if this is a bit of a war. That Buatzi calls out the winner in just the just the following week, but uh, Buatzi is amazing to watch live. By the way, sensational. He's amazing. Yeah. To, honestly, if you if if you ever see him on a card and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go out for a few bevies first, and then I'll come back in later on. Get in early and yeah, watch him. Go and watch him, yeah. Because so you can say I've seen uh, him then. Uh, he's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. Has Jamie Cox, John Ryder been made for this card on on Saturday night as well? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's on this card, isn't it? That well? is on this card this weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it's a decent we, little. Uh, Derek Chisora's on it. Knock. Yeah. Um, Jamie Cox is on it with Joe Riley. That was only made, I think, at the weekend just gone. I think so, it? yeah, yeah. And uh, Fowler's on the undercard as well, I think. Yes, he is. Uh, decent fight. He's fighting a kid who's uh, he's got an undefeated record, a fight undefeated from France. So, Good opportunity for all these boys to start making statements because, let's be honest, Matchroom are putting on some huge, huge events. Auto Arena, big events. Manchester Arena, big events. And then, obviously, you've got your Cardiff show. Uh, in front of, uh, what, 70,000, 80,000 people indoor. If you're on that card, then you've just got to step up, haven't you, and try and steal it. Because yeah, it's it, 100%, especially with American TV and everything else. Like the card this weekend, I think it's got some American TV. It's on Showtime, or it's definitely it's definitely getting shown in America, this card, at the weekend. With, uh, I thought it were HBO, Brown. actually. I thought it were HBO. But it is, it is an, it, they have done an yeah, American maybe, I think TV it is deal. HBO. I think it is HBO, yeah. And mm. it's obviously on in Australia as well. So for any of these guys on the card at the weekend, it's a massive opportunity. Mm. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to this heavyweight clash. I'm looking forward to the whole card, of course, um, because it's kind of a nice little aperitif to what's going to happen yep. the week after. Yep. You know, I think there's an opportunity here for both Dillian White and Lucas Brown just to show that, I mean... Get we, the names in the frame. Yeah, we, we have conversations all the time, and I think both of us, and the majority of people listening to the show, I don't want to speak for you listening to the show, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you're on the same page as us, that you would probably have Lucas Brown and Dillian White quite a few rungs on the ladder below the likes of AJ, Parker, Wilder, the elite champions at this moment in time in the, in the heavyweight division. But this weekend's an opportunity for you to kind of make us think again. There's many fighters that have done that. I mean, we sit here week in, week out, don't we? And we go, he ain't got it. He ain't up there. He can't do X, Y, and Z. And then, I mean, for example, look, look at the rhetoric I've had for the last two years on Billy Joe Saunders. Yep. The last two years, I've been like, he, he beat Andy Lee, and I went, he's the best middleweight in the world, right? Let's get him in with the boys. And then over a year, I got ridiculed. I changed my mind. I'm like going, he's been inactive. Who the fuck is he fighting? He yeah. doesn't look like he's got it. It's excuses after every defence. Oh, mate. It? And then all of a sudden he goes and fights David Lemieux and that one performance you think, ah, oh, there you are. Yeah. There you are, that coming of age fight. This this weekend for these two lads is that coming of age fight because we've watched them in competition. Dillian's best performances. Yep. One against AJ he got beat. Two against Derek Chisora. I think he got beat, but he ended up getting his hand raised in that particular fight. So he's got he's got an opportunity this weekend to go, right, I've made all this noise for Wilder. I'm making all this noise for these heavyweight champions. People don't think I'm up at this level, right? I'm going to go knock out, in my, this is Adam Catterall speaking now, a paper heavyweight champion, the WBA former regular champion, all right? Mm-hmm. In the eyes of the world, he's knocked out a former heavyweight champion if he goes and does that this weekend. Yeah. And therefore, the bandwagon can start to roll because the, the argument is there then for him to get a legitimate shot. I think um, I don't think 
Dillian White's going to get a shot at anybody beating Robert, Robert Hellenius on points. No. He said that. It's, it's proven nothing to the world. It's not moving your career forward in any way. And from a fan perspective, anyone that was there that night, at the uh, well, that was in Cardiff, wasn't it? I that did. was on the undercard. Mate, I left You wanted that. a boo. You were like, fucking hell, never want to see either of them fuckers ever again. Mate, if I wasn't commentating on that fight, that would have been the one that, right, I'm going to go to the bar here. Yeah, exactly. I'll yeah. go and spend the last five rounds in you the know, bar. Don't get me wrong, that was mostly because of Hellenius. But also, you know, there's also got to be some responsibility he's got to take that, White because yeah, he's got to take the he's got to cut horns, down the rings better. He's got to take more of a chance and he's got to go in to finish. I think he won't have to um, play cards as much with Lucas Brown because Lucas Brown, again, he's just a, he's just a basically a, a talented doorman. Um, I think he will just come to fight. I think this could be... For both of their careers, this has got to be a phone box fight. This, at some point, this fight has just got to explode into life because if the two of them try and pinch, your, try and pinch their way to a victory, it's going to do neither of them any good whatsoever. Did they have the skills to do that? I don't, I don't think, think they so. do. And Lucas Brown certainly hasn't got the skills to do that. You know, He's just going to go in there, go and call, and see if he can land. I expect Dillian to be up on the cards. Hopefully, Brown catches him and we get a bit of entertainment in the middle. And then Dillian rallies and catches him back. And I'm hoping it's going to be an entertainer. Potentially, this could be fight of the year. It really could. It wouldn't surprise me because heading into AJ, if this was just absolutely mental at the weekend... Mm. Um, I'm just, you know, just hoping it is. I'm just hoping it is because everything's on the line. Because if Lucas Brown loses, goodbye, Lucas Brown. You're never to be heard of ever again. That's it. You're fucking gone. And if Dillian White loses, well, Dillian, it's, it, he's a lot. He's a lot younger. But now we're talking about okay. He's going to be trying to pitch in to fight against Huey Fury, Huey and Fury Sexton, and Sexton. David yeah, Price, yeah. Sam Sexton. Yeah. You know, he's back down to this level again. Now he's back down to let's start again kind of territory. Mm. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, um, I am too. I am too. Absolutely. Um, are we allowed to uh, talk about what you know about what's happening on Wednesday? By the way, who knows what knows when knows who knows? Yeah, you know what I mean because obviously you're on the you're on the inside of. Uh... Well, I, I'm going. I'm going to go and see Tyson Fury and David Price this week. I'm going to be spending some time with yeah, some yeah. of the big boys. Yeah, yeah, big boys. So I'll I'll, I'll have a little chat not with so, them. And... Not so big boys anymore. Tyson Fury. He's looking good now. He's looking. He's looking very lean yet. So I'm going to get. I'm going to get a picture with me next to Tyson. Yeah. To send similar weights, yeah, just well. <laughs> now we probably are actually. I shouldn't have had them two pasties, should I? Should have stuck with the croissants or something. You've got to get a picture with Big Tyson. I'll get a picture with Tyson. Yeah, I'll take my flat cap as well, just in case he's got his on. There you go. Pull that off the uh, proper the fat peaky blinders. So keep keep, keep an eye on our uh, social media this week because uh, I'm going to go and see Big Pricey this week as well ahead of his fight on the AJ on the card. So yeah, it's Pavekian, Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there'll be a couple of, hopefully a couple of interviews, one with Big Tyson, one with Big Pricey. It'd be great if you got them both together. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, make sure you're uh, all over our website, fightdisciples.com for that, and all over our social media as well, at Fight Disciples. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to us via iTunes as well, fightdisciples.com for all your Android feeds. Uh, and we will uh, have many more uh, episodes coming for you this week, including our Merseyside special and our UFC show, which features Michael Bisping and the one and only Darren Till. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.